Naked ABCs. Every good relationship is built upon fact rather than unrealistic expectations. So I just want to let you know that we will not be the knight in shining armor with the sword in our hand. So don't expect us to storm the barricades. All we do is cover Bare Naked Lady songs 7 to Y. Unfortunately, we are without Michelle for the next month. She is dealing with being prosperous at work, so we don't have her for the F's. Basically, because she's being successful, we have told her to take the F's off. Wait, that came... Okay, yeah. Uh, Speaking of F's, we are currently entering the F's this week as we discuss Fall Back On. Now, I am not talking about the Jason Robert Brown song, Someone to Fall Back On, or Jonas, or Duckworth, or Pell, or Cimarelli, their song Fall Back. Or I should say their songs. There's several of them. No, I am talking about the song Fall Back On by Bare Naked Ladies, of course. Lying weak in emptiness Flying helpless to renew the emptiness You can never get the rest All you needed was to have done what was best So we don't have Aaron this week, but that's okay, because this song really wasn't on an album, so he can't really tell us what album it wasn't on, because it wasn't on any of the albums. It was on a special release. Uh, It came from Silverball. They recorded this during Silverball, which is in 2015. For a limited time, Best Buy offered it as a retail exclusive edition of the album in the United States. And included both Counting Down, which we talked about earlier, and this song. The two songs were initially cut from the album. Both songs are exclusive to Spotify in Canada, who also offer a track-by-track commentary on this album by the band. Now, any of our people that live in Canada, any of our listeners that live in Canada, if you have a copy or want to go on Spotify and listen to this album and record it for us so that way we can hear the album, the song-by-song commentary, I would greatly appreciate that. Go ahead and send that to barenakedabcs at gmail.com or just most of you guys know us anyways and can reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter and let us know, and we can find a way to get a hold of that so that we can listen to these commentary tracks, which really I want to hear, but because it's only for Spotify in Canada, we can't listen to them because we're Americans. We don't have Aaron this week, and I have looked high and dry for online breakdowns of this song. Um, unfortunately, there are no breakdowns. I don't know what the beat is, uh, beats per minute, and I don't know what the key this song is in. Uh, I can't give you that information this week. So I apologize. This is really weird because it wasn't on an album. The tunebat.com does not actually list what key it is and all that. I, I do want to point out that there is some beautiful piano playing and guitar playing in this song by Ed. Piano playing, obviously, by Kevin. There's a wonderful, gentle playing on the drums by Tyler. Um, if Jim is in there, which I'm guessing he is, he is blending in so well I can't tell, which I think is a major compliment. Um, also, 
and, and this is a major thing I want to point out this week. Major shout out to Tim Babacante. I think I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. He's the one that plays the steel pedal guitar on this song. Originally, he plays a lot of his own music, as well as being part of the Carpet Frogs. Uh, I can't find a lot about him online, but there are there is a YouTube channel that has a ton of uh, videos, one of which is him playing with these different bands. Most of the time, it's him playing on an electric guitar. I love the bridge in this song. And it's all Tim just playing the pedal steel guitar. There's obviously backup, you know, as well. Uh, but it, it, the focus is Tim playing the steel pedal steel guitar. I love the final fading note that's in this song. It's beautiful. It's a great way to end this song. Um, I wish I could give you more of a breakdown of the music of the song, but unfortunately I can't. Um, but let me just do what I'm good at, which is giving comparisons. Well, I, my wife would disagree with me, but what I think is what I'm good at, which is making comparisons to other things. I think there's a lot of the Fall Guy theme in this song. Um, if you are not familiar with the Fall Guy, you need to become familiar with the Fall Guy. 80s TV show had Lee Majors, Heather Thomas, Marquis Post before she was on Night Court. But I, I want to diverge for a second. I love the irony of the Fall Guy theme. This is irony to perfection. A song written for a TV show about a stuntman. So the song is about a stuntman who never gets the credit, never gets the glamour, never gets to kiss the girl. Was not sung by the person that wrote the song because they wanted it to be made by the person that was playing the role. So the person playing the role of a stuntman who never gets the credit took the credit away from, not intentionally, the people who wrote the song. It is a, it's a great song to listen to in its entirety as well. It's a fun song. Um, it is also the closing theme to Craig Ferguson's radio show. By the way, Craig Ferguson, if we love you. <clears throat> Please come on the show anytime. So the three guys that wrote that song, by the way, were Glenn Larson, Gail Jensen, and Dave Somerville. I want to give you guys the credit that you deserve. Now, back on to other songs that sounds like. I think this sounds a little similar to Toe to Toe, obviously, by BNL as well. Um, the verse for the song, for this song, sounds a little similar to the chorus of Toe to Toe. Um, and also Smile. The canter of the singer in Smile. And also maybe the sung notes that go along with, with this song sound very, very similar to Smile. Um, I like the song. It's catchy. Um, the, only, the only downside, well, there's a couple downsides, but the big one, mostly, is because of the repetition during the chorus, it is hard to listen to this more than twice in a row. As you know, we listen to the song 10, 20 times, depending on the person, depending on the week, uh, depending on our fami familiarity with the song. But this song, I had a hard time listening to more than once in a row. I had to split it up a little bit more because of the 
chorus and the rep repetition during the chorus. Never wanted anyone, I never wanted anything to fall back on, fall back on. I never wanted anything, I never wanted anyone to call back on, call back on. Um, also, I can't be sure, but it sounds like Ed might be looping his own voice for the harmonies. But then again, it could also be Tim Babacante. Um, Babacante? Bobacante? Not sure. Um, could be him doing the background harmonies, but it is a beautiful harmony and, and mixture of voices there. I'm, I was hoping maybe one of you guys out there is listening can explain this since I don't have the people here this week. So the song sounds about a narrator who let the only person that he loves, the only one he wants to kiss, go. Maybe I'm missing the point that Ed is making here, but I feel that Ed is doing what he does sometimes where he changes the perspective in the song. It sounds like the verse one, he is berating himself and feeling sad about letting this person go when he, sh he could have done the right thing. Or maybe he's talking to the person that he let go and blaming them. Maybe he's a friend telling the person who let love go that the person is stupid. But then it changes back to the first person perspective. So it's tough to tell. I feel like it's the latter and he's telling a person who, who is not sober, he's telling them that they shouldn't have messed up. But can anyone please explain, explain bridge number one to me? I'm gonna post it in here real quick. After all said and done, maybe I'll just make one. Maybe I'll just make one fall apart. After all said and done, it made us look like Please, if someone out there understands bridge number one, let me know. Maybe we aren't supposed to know what the song is about. So, because a major part of the focus of the song, and I think one of the things that makes the song absolutely splendid to listen to uh, and beautiful and heartfelt and just roll, just, it's one of those songs I can listen to in the background. Um, we don't have Michelle this week, so she's not going to give us a rating. So I will give us a rating. And because it is the main focus of the song, at least in my opinion, um, we're going to go with how many pedal steel guitars do we give this song. I personally think the song is really good. It's not my favorite, of course. It's not typical B&L. But at the same time, I, I really enjoy it. And I especially enjoy the pedal steel guitar. So my rating is a 3.4 pedal steel guitars. That being said, I'm going to hand it off real quick to Michelle to find out what she gives it. And we'll find out from Aaron down the road. At some point, we'll have him catch up on all the ratings um, that he's been able unable to give us. And we will find out what his rating is on this. So, Michelle, what, what is your take on this song? Hi, guys. This is Michelle coming at you from the far reaches of wherever I am. But I just wanted to talk about Fall Back On. When I first start listening to this song, it's on Silver Ball, and that's not one of the albums that I love. And it's okay, you know, it, start, it starts to sound formulaic and a little bit repetitive with the chorus, but the guitar is beautiful. That highly moving guitar that Ed does is so great, um, so I do love that. And when we get to the bridge, to me, that is the absolute best part of the song. It's so good. The vocals, you know, when you get that velvety harmony going on with the vocals, that's great. 
But then the, to me, the best part of the song is that instrumental right after the, the bridge. That part of the song makes me feel all my feelings. And it's so perfect and wonderful. And I just love that part. So that part elevates the song for me. And because of that, I'm giving this song a 3.5. Like that instrumental part of the song rose my score one whole point because I just was going to give it a 2.5. That's the middle. It's fine. There's nothing bad about it. I do feel like it's quite repetitive, but again, the bridge and the instrumental section are stunningly gorgeous and make me feel my feelings. So that's why I love Bearing Naked Ladies and that's why I'm giving it a 3.5. I hope you're well and I hope you have a fabulous day. Now, appearance for this week. I have three appearances for you guys. So first of all, and this is the one that I love the most, is Tim Bavacante, once again, mispronouncing his name, I'm sure, playing The Bridge Alone. So the, the on BNL's official website on YouTube, they have a video of him playing the bridge for this song. So it's really great watching him do this live in the studio. Uh, so please take a few moments to go watch this video. It's really cool to watch him. My second, of course, is once again wanting to focus on Tim, is a him playing in concert, doing a really nice medley on the electric guitar. And then the third appearance that I have for this week isn't a BNL appearance. None of these are BNL appearances. What's wrong with me this week? Except for the first one. The first one's in a BNL song, so it kind of fits. The third one I have is again about the pedal steel guitar. I really love this instrument this week, even though it's not bare naked ladies themselves playing it. This is a video where the person actually shows that pedal steel guitar is not just for country and they show a number of different techniques for using the pedal steel guitar to play in other forms of music. Uh, really great for musicians to watch out there to learn um, different techniques that they can use and different, different equipment that they can attach to it that will give it a different sound. Now, I'm going to do something a little bit different this week. We have a few postcards for, with chimpanzees that have come in over the last couple of weeks that I want to respond to, some on Twitter, some on emails. Uh, so I want to get back to these. Now that we have the time, we don't have the other guys to respond to it, but I want to respond to them. So the first one's a tweet, um, obviously, on Twitter. Um, unfortunately, the person deleted their account not long after posting this, but it's not an obscene response or anything like that. So I don't mind responding to it. I just feel bad that I can't go back and respond um, and let this person know that I'm going to reference them. So if this person is out there with a different account or if you're out there and have an email, then it, can you please email us at barenakedabcs at gmail.com and let us know that you were the one that sent this to us. So what they sent to us was songs pairing with other songs of bare naked ladies songs so be my yoko ono there is a that he or she paired it with a song called i won't be your yoko ono by dar williams they then paired alternative girlfriend with a cult boyfriend by jeffrey lewis and even brian wilson was inspired by alex chilton by the replacements now here's my response to this one, I Won't Be Your Yoko Ono by Dar Williams. This 
song actually might be a shout out to to bare naked ladies i love this song i'm actually going to start listening to more of her stuff it's interesting this song i won't be your yoko ono takes it from the other side of a woman who might not want to be with the man so that yoko might not want to be with the man and this person also then putting themselves in the place and comparing themselves to yoko ono of and takes it from the other side a woman comparing herself to Yoko Ono, but saying, maybe I don't want to be with the man unless he can prove worth to me. I won't be your Yoko Ono if you're not good enough for me, is one of the lyrics. Yoko, in this song, is seen as John's equal and collaborator, which we know that BNL thought of them as well. It's really an interesting perspective of this person who's deliberating with whether or not to be with the person and if they're worth it. Next song, Cult Boyfriend. I'm a cult boyfriend, not a mainstream show. I'm lonely or I'm worshipped by a lady in the know. And you're a cult boyfriend. Life is always intense. They love me or they hate me. No one's on the fence. Has some great lyrics, and I would love to see BNL cover it by fixing the music. It's it's a little way too repetitive. And not in the way that Fall Back On is repetitive but with the lyrics, but the music that he's playing for these lyrics is repetitive. I'd love to see BNL take this and like build on top of the bass that this person's built. Uh, but it's a really interesting song. It's kind of fun to listen to. So go out and listen to this song as well. Finally, the person that wrote that uh, tweet uh, said that even Brian Wilson was inspired by Alex Chilton by the replacements. <laughs> One, I've never heard this. Two, the sound doesn't sound very much like Brian Wilson either. Three, I look diligently all over the internet, as well as having read two different books and watched two different documentaries now on Bare Naked Ladies and their origins and their song's origins and such. Never have I heard anything about how Brian Wilson was connected to or related to any replacement songs. I I can't back that up. I can't say it's not true, but I can't back that up. Um, especially since it, it doesn't sound anything like the other song. The only similarity that I can find between the two songs is that the replacements obviously were inspired by Alex Chilton as Steve is comparing himself to Brian Wilson in his song. All right. Emails. We did. I did hear one email from one of our, our viewers. We do have another postcard with chimpanzees that has come in. Um, we've been in contact with Tim Jar. Um, at least that's how I'm assuming he's pronouncing it. Um, a few weeks ago, he told us about the old podcast that Ed had been doing back in 2006. Um, and we talked with him a little bit about um, finding that for us. And eventually, he was able to find it on Reddit. Um, we have downloaded it. Um, I'm listening to bits and pieces of it as we've been going along here. Um, so far, I'm only through the first episode, um, which, but it's really kind of interesting. One of the interesting things is that Ed disclosed in the first podcast was that Kevin has his own space upstairs at Steven's studio where he would do his hunter, what he called hunter-gatherer thing, um, of listening to the bed tracks and then trying to figure things out with a multitude, 
his multitude of different keyboards and and bringing it back to them later on to try stuff out and see what they thought um so it's kind of interesting to hear that um uh, we also continue to be in contact with tyler um he has a story that he was sharing with us and i asked for his permission he said definitely um so he, i'm gonna i'm gonna share tyler's story uh tyler harper a longtime listener of the show i thought i could share a little experience with you that i had while doing some deliveries in downtown Calgary. I was walking down the street in downtown, down the street by the downtown Marriott Hotel, and I saw a guy with thick rimmed glasses, messy gray hair, and an outfit that had him looking just like Stephen Page. The only problem was he had a cigarette in one hand and was down look, and was looking down at his phone in the other hand, and never good, got a good look at him. I spoke out loud and said, Hello, Stephen? At a medium loudness, and there was no response. I decided that I would carry on with my day, just in case he didn't feel like talking to anyone. I have concluded that there were two possibilities. One, it was Stephen Page, and he didn't hear me, or wasn't paying attention to the guy, me, walking down the street. He was just enjoying a cigarette. Does Stephen even smoke? I have no idea. Possibility number two. It was a guy that looks like Stephen Page, and I avoided an embarrassing mistaken identity moment. Either way, that was the moment this week. I really didn't want to pry at the guy and possibly embarrass both both of us. If it was Stephen, I really want to compliment him on Heal Thyself Part 2. Oh well, another opportunity will come my way. I feel like the entire experience and thought process could be made into a really great Stephen Page song, ironically. Thanks. That was fun. So in response to this, I would like to say one of my small little interactions I've had with Stephen Page was after I had the wonderful opportunity to talk to him by phone uh, last year for this podcast. Um, I went to his trio uh, concert here in Portland, Maine last year. And just before the concert, as I was waiting, uh, getting in line and waiting for to to get my comp tickets, um, I was walking down the street to get to the front of the theater, and there was Stephen Page standing by the back door of said theater in downtown Portland, Maine. And it was no doubt it was him. I saw face, straight on face to face that it was him. Uh, he was heading back in. Um, now, I want to say that he was smoking, but I could be misremembering it. Um, but he definitely kept, was coming back, going back inside the building um, from what kind of seemed like a break. And maybe I just in my memory have, have placed the fact that he was smoking. Um, I did, once, like you had done, Tyler, said, hey, Stephen. And he said, hi. And when it was starting to go inside, I just said, I really loved your latest album. Looking forward to seeing you tonight. Have a good one. Uh, and that was the end of that. Because I didn't, well, I wanted to engage him in conversation. I wanted to give the man his space as well. Um, he seems like a pretty private person. So, and he was very, he was absolutely wonderful on the radio, on the uh, phone interview that we had. So uh, I did not want to, to, push myself upon him so um it very well could have been stephen page just wanting his own private time when you saw him tyler and uh you're right 
you will get another chance. And I hope that you do soon. Because as you know, he's on tour and he's extended his tour through Canada and through the United States on his recent tour and will be coming back around. And there's even whisperings that he may be coming up with another album. So maybe another tour in the near future, I'm hoping. Finally, this is the first song, the first week that we've we've talked about falling. It's our first F song, but it's also our first falling song. And next week, we'll be talking about another falling song. But you could say that this week, we were talking about falling for the first time. And next week, we'll be talking about falling for the second time as we talk about the song Falling for the First Time. So come back next week and join us as we talk about Falling for the First Time. Have a good week and thank you. That was fun. Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget, no regrets. Except maybe one. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.